When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with my good friend, Jeremiah, then Mr. Jason Wish, who's with us tonight. Funniest thing ever. So, like, I, I was in Cleveland this weekend, Jeremiah. Dude, see how this, weird. See this hat right here? <laughs> yeah. I was there for that overtime win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Shout out to your Cleveland brand. That's right, man. That is right. It was beautiful. It was just beautiful. That's all I got to say. So, you have been driving all day. We got on the road about 8 o'clock this morning and uh, got up about 6, got ready. They had this, like, the hotel was pretty swanky. Uh-huh. Not going to lie. Did a Priceline thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you don't get to know what the actual hotel is. Yeah. But you've got a price that you pay. Okay. We ended up in the Crown Plaza. I've never heard of this. Have wow. you heard of this? Not Have you really. heard of no. the, it's just no. a mystery hotel? Yeah. I've kind of done the same kind of thing with cars before. You rent a car. Terrifying. You don't know what kind of oh, car you rent you're a get. car. I thought yeah. you you oh, bought a car. Yeah. I was gonna say, man, that's insane. So anyway, so we get the hotel. And we get, it's a Crown Plaza. Yeah, and we get a breakfast waiver. So I never, I'm thinking, what I'm, is a Crown Plaza? I never heard of that. Is that a really nice? Hotel. It was. Okay. I, it seemed fancy. It's fancy yeah. for me. Outside, my I live budget. in a 1,200 square foot house, so <laughs> yeah. that's fancy for me. You know yeah. what we went to. Anyway, so we get there and uh, we get breakfast waivers and free breakfast. Free breakfast. Yeah, and we're thinking, okay, free breakfast. It's gonna be like some cheap buffet with like week old danishes and crap like that you know like you normally get mm-hmm. so we get in there and sure enough dude it is like a hot buffet like brunch the first day wow and then today we go in and they just hand us a menu order whatever you want dude i ate steak and eggs for breakfast this morning oh, nice man steak and eggs it was awesome it was absolutely awesome well let me um, let me tell great. you what happened with my day okay about 2 3 p.m today i got a, a text out of the blue from Mr. Jason Wish here. And uh, he's like, hey, I'm going to be passing through your area. Are there any good places I could stop? Maybe uh, grab a bite to eat or something. And uh, he said that he was leaving an area that I was just in a couple weeks ago. Blue Heron. Blue Heron. Blue Heron. Beautiful place. Yes. Beautiful. Awesome. Big South Fork River runs through there. It's amazing. So I was like, yeah, man, here's a couple places to check out. And then, uh, then I got a text back from you. And uh, you were like, you said something about a campsite. Yeah, well, I was leaving Blue Heron, and it's like a five and a half hour drive back to Ohio where I live. Yeah. And I was like, I'm looking for a place to eat and then a primitive campground that's open because everything this time of year is closed. October, yeah. dude, they close it down. I found one that was open. It's maybe another 20 miles out of town. Mm-hmm. And, and then you suggested that, I could crash here at your place. Yeah, I said, dude. I, well, my stringer, he's not only the king of Kentucky backpacking. Now, this he is was the not, conti- he's the king of Kentucky gentlemen. That's, that's what it is. This was totally unplanned. I was not expecting to be no. on here. Three hours ago, I had no idea. Do you realize I'm wearing clothes that I drove down in two days ago to go backpacking? Oh, bro, you should have told me I would have given you a shirt. <laughs> I, I, this is I know, just literally the shirt off his own back. I finally brushed right my now. teeth, though, before the podcast. Well, thank you for that. I have a, I got a shower, man. You can yeah. uh, take your shower. I got the clothes. I'm sure you got all that. Good, well, and we but. need to let people know. Someone just asked, where is this? This is the Casa de Jeremiah. Yeah. This is their living room. I, I'm going to tell you, his, his wife, Bridget, she needs to work for, for like home what, like home and gardens or whatever it is. You know, because like <laughs> you magazine. walk in here, like seriously, like. <laughs> It's it's beautiful. Like it, it looks like a Christmas like dream come true. Like it's beautiful in this place. It's very nice. She loves her Christmas stuff, and we decided as our last live stream of this season and of this calendar year because we will. Don't worry, we'll be bringing the content every Wednesday. Uh, every Wednesday, we're streaming that podcast. But uh-huh. this is the last live stream of twenty twenty two. Last Monday wow. night live stream. We said this is John's idea. He's like, dude, that Christmas tree in the background would be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, for those that are just listening and not watching, there's like a eight to ten foot Christmas tree behind us that my wife has decorated. Haven't lifted a finger. Not one thing have I done. I come home from like a backpacking trip, and she had all this stuff set up. Wait, hold up. Okay, so people need to know, like in in Jeremiah's kitchen, he's got this window 
uh-huh. like off of the sink. And there's like this thing. It's like 10 feet up. <laughs> yeah. It's like a shelf. And there's a Christmas tree on top of that. Let's see. Where is it? Oh, please show. There it goes. Woo, buddy. <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> I don't have the sound effect on my board. I need to add it on I uh, know you need to. Okay, so I got a few things that I, I started earlier, and I want to make sure we get on okay. here. Right. Aaron Jones, Super Chat, $2. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for supporting the channel. We appreciate that so yes. much. Uh, there were some other comments. Uh, Backcountry Forward, they've got Jason the Legend in the house. The man puts a whole new spin on Embrace the Suck. Oh, oh yes. Man, he knows know how to that. embrace the suck, that's for sure. Well, that's not what happened here recently. Oh, I can't. John's got a couple more to show. Yeah, I, I got, got a couple I more. Gotta I want, we got to find out about this. So, yes. um, oh, so, so we got on here. Uh, <laughs> uh, whoa, Crown Plaza, you is special. And then somebody down here who was at the Pizza Ninja, one of my personal favorite fans of ours. Uh-huh. Um, Crown Plaza and the Browns win. John is living the dream. That's the truth, dude. That yeah. is living the dream right there. That is living the dream. What if the Buckeyes would have won? What kind of dream oh, would I'm you be trying, living was, right now? See, I mean, it would be. I would be like oh. so high on life, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Oh, it's a perfect. How upset were you, man? How upset were you when you found out they lost? I was sick. Just two years sick. in a row, man. Two years in a row. I'm sorry, guys. At least y'all, uh, y'all have had more success than you know, the University here, of Kentucky. Here's what I told my wife, though. Until last year and this year, they had not beat us at home since twenty or two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. So we yeah. had them for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only positive spin I could think of to put on this, the Buckeyes losing, is that it's now a real rivalry again. Oh, you know, it didn't seem the- like it for a while because we were beating them every time. Shots fired. Yep. The comeback clap is real. Yep. That's right. So we I got like something it. going on here. Um, what we see. got, John? Let's see here. <clears throat> Don Farrell Schooley. I can interview Buckley in the comments. <laughs> Um, Shout now, out to Buckley. Are we are we having issues right now? Like, because uh, we're seeing a lot of comments of people uh, saying the feed is freezing and everything. Hmm. Let us know what's going on because if that's happening, we will upload this video later on, mm-hmm. and you guys will be able to watch it. But uh, since we are having struggles and we're kind of seeing some things going weird here, let's just talk to Jason Wish about why are you here. Yes, dude. I, what is going on? Because you he said been you said you this. got this story for us. Yep, yep. I got a little and, story, and I want to hear it. Okay, this all goes back to about three and a half weeks ago. That's where this all began. <clears throat> Many of you watching, or those of you who follow me on Facebook or YouTube, know that I recently went for a supported FKT fastest known time on the Sheltoe Trace for the third time. Now, there's three different... If you don't know what a fastest known time is, it's basically a speed record on a trail. And I have done two attempts on the Sheltoe Trace already, which is 343 miles through Daniel Boone National Forest and part of Big, Big South Fork. And I, at one time, I held the self-supported. That one got beat by Ricky Vandegrift, which we had a podcast about that mm-hmm. one. Yes, we did. Yeah, years ago. that was great. That was yeah, at John's house. Yeah. That's where the internet works. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. Do we have this resolved? Is the internet issue resolved? Uh, it, it, it seems better now, I just okay. saw, from Midwest Backpacker. Okay, and then so. last year I uh, went, I decided to go unsupported. Should I explain briefly what the difference please do, is? Yeah, yeah. Please explain So there's three styles of fastest known times. Supported is when you have a crew helping you. You have aid stops. You don't have to really carry anything if you don't want to. You can have as much outside support and help as you want. It's basically like running a marathon race on a road, you know, where they have aid stations or an ultra race. Then there's self-supported where you're allowed to support yourself by putting out um, food bags, extra clothing. You can stop at gas stations or restaurants to buy things, anything that anybody else can get access to while they're hiking that trail if they were to try to beat your self-supported attempt. And then there's unsupported, which is the most difficult and often limits the length of the trail that you're going to try to attempt a fastest known time on because you have to start and finish with everything that you started with in your pack. So your pack's a lot heavier. You, know, you can't have any kind of outside so if you're, support. if you're going to hike for 10 days, you have to have 10 days of food yeah, with exactly. you. exactly. Can so, you throw the trash ooh. away as you go, or you have I to carry that with you? I think you're supposed to. That, I don't know 100%. I think okay. you're supposed to carry it out with you. So everything. But what if you need yeah. to start a fire because it's cold, and you need kindling, and the only thing you have is your trash? Man, that is a great question. Or a fire Does allowed, that become survival? I think that you're allowed to do that. I mean, you can start a fire with 
what you find around in the woods. Yeah. You're allowed to get you know water sources, obviously. Yeah. From creeks and things, but I'll let you yeah. finish. But I yeah. have a quick question. <laughs> but, like it's Sorry, the same question. I hear that. I think. I think I want to let you finish. But Beyonce had the best song in the whole world. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to ask a simple question, building on John's question. Okay. Let's say that you had like the little fire bricks, right? <clears throat> Can you use one of those and burn it? Because that it's yep. just gone. If you started with it in your pack, uh huh. You can't purchase <laughs> it or have it given to you by anybody. But it's a consumable. Yeah, well, you're consuming your food. So, you so here's a question. Here's what Doc's, Doc Watson says: unsupported means doing it commando. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different that way sometimes. <laughs> different kind of unsupported, ain't it? Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you got your three I? different types okay. of FKT. So yeah, I held the unsupported fastest snow time mm-hmm. on the 343 mile Chateau Trace. It was seven days and 16 hours. I think it was an average of 46 miles a day. Wow! Just last month. I was actually down here in big at Bandy Creek Campground with my wife camping mm-hmm. to do that rugby extension. Yeah. I, I recently did the rugby extension just to see if I could do it because I wanted to include that in my next attempt. So they added Don't ever on. try it. Don't try it until it's done. Take <laughs> they, my word. They added on a section of trail. Yeah. There's 10 miles, 10 miles added to Burnt Mill Bridge to rugby that's not done yet. And they're only only done miles. six miles of it so far, right? right. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. at least another year. That's a yeah. long way to go. But you wanted to check it out. Yeah. You're just kind of scouting it out. Right. Well, let's just be honest. If it's difficult, you want to do it. <laughs> not that difficult. That's horrible. <laughs> I about broke my ankle on that. So anyway, um, where was I? So you're camping with your wife yeah. at Bandy Creek, so just checking it out. While I was there camping at Bandy Creek, an, an individual was trying to beat my unsupported time. Oh, wow. And I was going to be there to watch him go through Bandy Creek. Should I have offered him pizza and a beer to make it... <laughs> Oh, un- so, so, it didn't work, so it didn't work. Or anymore? maybe put a trip line up on the trail. <laughs> you sabotaged him. <laughs> Just lay out, lay out like a picnic table and have like <laughs> Snickers bars and hamburgers. And don't say a word. Just sit there with your arms folded, going, "What's uh-huh. up?" Yeah. <laughs> but I did not do any of those things. He ran by. Anyway, before before that, I was nine hours ahead of him. I had written him off. I'd given. I, I was like, "Oh, he don't have a chance." I'm I'm golden. I got this. I'm going to live for one more year. <laughs> he pulled an all-nighter and went 87 miles without stopping. He was fresh what? off the P- He was fresh off the Hold PCT, up. mind you. He had his trail legs. He knew what he was doing. He was nine hours behind me, pulled an 87-miler, and beat me by five hours. 90 mi- basically 90 yeah. miles it in was, a day. I had 90 miles on my map. Yeah. Incredible. His oh, name, my God. His name is Cal Schwarzentruber. Mm. He's a beast, man. Why do I know that name? I don't know. PCT, you said he's fresh off the Kyle PCT. Yeah, he's from Lexington. That's how you know him. Oh, he's a local. Dude, I bet I've met him. Maybe. He's got long, flowing locks of red hair. Dude, I think I know that guy. <laughs> it's not me. No, it's not you, but I think I actually know that guy. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. I didn't even know he hiked. You'll have to holler at him, man. I bet he's got some good stories, too. That, get that guy uh, on he's show. on Instagram. We could pull him... Pull those stories out of him on the podcast and get, yeah. get a little yeah, little I would love to hear him on the podcast and hear his story, how he pulled that out, because that's incredible. So I'd love were... to ha- feel, hear how he felt like the next day. He has some stress fractures, because I asked him to be on my support crew to pace me. Yeah. And he said he couldn't. He was working on his housing situation after being off the PCT. Oh, and he yeah, had some stress yeah. fractures, fractures in his ankles. So he was doing uh, self-supported. No, unsupported. Unsupported. Like yeah. Okay. So he was carrying everything from start to finish. But you were scouting out the area at the same time that he was coming through. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, there's no way. Yeah, well, the reason I was scouting it out was, was for my supported yeah. hike. I wanted, the reason I was going to go supported is I wanted to hold, have held an FKT on the Sheltoy Trace in all three categories. Yeah. So which and two so, Which two did you check mark off? I already had the self-supported. Ricky mm-hmm. beat it. I had the unsupported. Cal has now beaten I mean, it. How bad? How does it bad? How bad does it feel to know that you had one of them and a guy with one leg beat you? <laughs> we <laughs> have to go there again. <laughs> He's impressive, bro. He is. He is. And and this is part of the story later. We're gonna go back to. Okay. Yeah, I'm all looking right. forward to that. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. We've so, got plenty of time. Go okay. Ahead. Okay. Well, I don't want to hog all the time. No, bro. This is your time. Oh, I want to hear this. Okay. Here's it's a question. So here's, there's a question on here for you. Okay. I want to read this to you. Yeah. It says, "Is it okay to go unsupported while exclusively eating bean burritos, going self-propelled?" 
<laughs> I think that would really help. <laughs> Turbo boost. Yeah. That's an unfair advantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, John, you're doing an awesome job. John is a great producer. I'm taking care of kind of the audio here a little bit, but he is too. John's doing an awesome job keeping up with the comments and sharing. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Y'all showing, yep. showing some love on there. Hopefully I'm not screwing everything up too bad. No, no you're bro. doing great, man. This is you're awesome. Fantastic. So keep going. Talk to us some this more. This is all better because you're here. Let's okay. hear it. I mean, we had something we were going to do. remember where I was. Well, we, have, we have things we're going to talk about, but okay. it was like, then we heard you were in town. It's like, oh. well, forget all that. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk to I Jason. Mean, this was totally unplanned, like I said. I, was, <laughs> I thought I was going to come and watch the podcast. And then he said it's going to be us three on it. I was like, what? Oh, I didn't even know. I guess I m- made <laughs> him come on. <laughs> yeah, he comes in and he goes, we're like, yeah, we're going to have you on. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to what? That's all right. <laughs> Start setting up microphones. <laughs> okay, right. so go I ahead. I talking about this stuff. It's fun. So he come through, blast through, obliterate your yep. time by five hours yep. somehow. And I had no interest and ever going unsupported again. It was a miserable experience. Not mm-hmm. only because of the weather and the trench foot I had. But uh, just, I hate trail food days upon day after day after day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, after six or seven years of backpacking, I just don't enjoy trail food anymore. And it's making me dislike backpacking, to be honest with you. That's, oh, a, whole wow. other, that's a whole other topic. So, wow. But this, like I said, I wanted to hold it in all three categories in FKT. So uh-huh. I thought I would go support it this time. And this is, the supported ones are always the fastest because you can basically run with nothing except your shirt and shorts and shoes. Yeah, and you can have pacers with you helping you go fast. You can have an aid stop every mile if you wanted to. Mine, most generally, they're like every seven to ten miles, and that worked out great on the trace. I was yeah. able to find an aid stop, a parking lot, a trailhead, yeah. whatever, every seven miles. And you'll never guess who was my my uh, my crew. Oh, because this is, this throws a whole other wrench into going supported. <laughs> it all sounds easy in the planning process, but then when it comes down to it, you have to lock in a date. That mm-hmm. you want to do this because everybody else has their own lives. They have families. They have to do vacation. So, they have to get their yes, time off. Yeah, I had to have these guys have their time off ahead of time. Yeah. So I had to lock in a date. And of course, Hurricane Nicole has to come up and make <laughs> well, herself say, known during yeah, my attempt. Because you contacted me like, hey, man, would you be willing yeah, to be one I of the stops to, along the way? And I was like, well, actually, I'm going to be in South Carolina. I actually wanted you to be a pacer. Oh, the, oh. good luck with that one. <laughs> That was a slow section. Great crew member. It was a slow section. (laughs) (laughs) So your um, your other times, like that one that was beat by five hours, that was like three hundred forty miles. And how long exactly did that take you? I did it in seven days, sixteen hours. He did it in seven days, eleven hours, and he took down John Harden, the overall holder, (sighs) which was a soft supported time. Yeah, I mean, let's all be honest. Anybody that's in the ultra running community. It could be five days. John Harden knows he could do it in five days if he yeah. goes back and does it, and I think Taking he will. It easy. Especially yeah. if you take it, he's he, going to want to come back. He did this back, back in seventeen when he was, you know, he wasn't hardcore like he is now. Oh, wow. so I mean, a lot of people could go out there and smash this record, go and support it. Oh, wow! But, but it takes was, time. You know, you're good. But yours was like seven days, sixteen hours. But yeah. what was the new goal? Or you're full supported. I was wanting to break six days. Okay. So I was so going five for days. five days, 20 hours. Wow. wow. Which is, I wanted 60 every day. Yeah. Average is 60. My first day, I did 65, 66 on my watch because I actually took a wrong turn for a half mile. You'd think after doing the trail twice, you'd know where the turns are. <laughs> no. It's easy to do. Yeah. You get the camera out and start looking at the sunset. It's so, it's so the funny. Sunset and you walk off the wrong trail. It, it's so funny. My longest day I've ever done was 24 miles. That's my longest day I've ever done. That's a good day, dude. And I'm sitting there looking at you going, dude's going to do 60 miles in a day. And then you're talking about old dude doing 87 miles without. Yeah. But he was, he's walking, but still he was what? 240, 280 miles in whatever it was. Yeah. And he's carrying a pack, but it was probably about empty because yeah, it was food getting toward the end. If you planned properly. So anyway, back to where I was, I, uh, Day one. Oh, I never even told you who my crew members were. I yeah, let's oh, yeah. the crew members. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leonidas, the one and only Leonidas from Alabama. Who's on here talking about Jason loving some grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, man. He can Is cook a true? mean grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> he can fry up them progies just right. That's awesome, man. He's I'm, in my video. He's saying that a couple times. That was almost. Fry up some progies. You know, on the, uh, on the countdown, that was almost the picture. Was you eating a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> I almost put that, that on there. A, I was like, I was like. There has to be scope for that. I can't just make that a picture without yeah. like being like some reason it's for it. It's not like I'm a big fan of grilled cheese sandwiches. I, I did an ultra race at Shawnee State Park here in Ohio. It was mm-hmm. a 53-miler. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things that they had, and 
addition to everything else that's always at ultra races like watermelon and cookies and salty chips and pickles was cheese sandwiches, little quarters. Yeah. And I grabbed a couple of those and it just hit the spot. So I was like, I want grilled cheese. Oh, and pierogies also. See, there are people making comments on here about your food. I want grilled cheese and pierogies on my my supported attempt. (laughs) There are comments about your food on here, man. Okay. Uh, one is good? no, it's good. One following Walker's world said Jason needs to bring more of that Wishwell Farms fresh veggies out on the trail. Yeah, and the uh, shirt on, man. You yeah. got the Wishwell Farm shirt on. in the farm. And then also, uh, Jason Wish needs to go with backpacking with Jason Dad at mm. Red River Gorge, and he will love backpacking again. Come on, man. Oh yes, because Steaks, he'll bro. feed me ribeyes. Steaks, man. Oh. See now you got you love backpacking. Again. I will. I know I can love backpacking. And don't get me wrong, I love short, sweet relaxing sauntering backpacking trips everybody yeah. thinks i have to go out and hit 60 miles to enjoy well, i've seen you, That's I've, not seen the way you I in a, I've seen you in a kayak i know you like some relaxing <laughs> yeah. just chill days oh yeah for sure so, so who, who else was on your who else was on your team um, yeah, leonidas michael stutzman most people probably don't know michael stutzman he doesn't have a youtube channel and he doesn't do much on social media okay. he's a he's a dentist in berlin it's not berlin berlin ohio up Burnley. by Wooster. It's up by Wooster. It's okay. We have Athens and Versailles in, <laughs> in Kentucky. So. We do. So I, I uh, actually met him. He was a, a follower, a subscriber of mine. He reached out to me because he did the supported. He went for the supported on the Sheltoe last year. Oh, very cool. He made it to Bandy Creek and it started having issues and had oh. to bail. Can you imagine being He's that going south, 23 man? miles from the finish and having to quit? And he would have broke six days. Oh, my He would have had goodness. the new overall. I paced him for uh, 15 miles on that. What happened? Wow. 20, 20 miles on that. It was it was brutal through the heat of the night. He was just hurting. He was yeah. he was having some like yeah fast heartbeat, and he just thought he was like going. So do you were damage. down helping with his supported. Yeah, well, that's so, cool. That's yeah, cool. that was that was where I got to meet him in person, and he was all about jumping in and helping me. He was he was isn't that amazing? You like it. you are part of the same community and trying to break each other's records, but yeah. helping each other. You know that's what's great about fastest known times. Yeah. Usually the people are very gracious and wanting to share the information and knowledge that they have that help them get down the trail faster. Sure. Yeah. But I never knew what it felt like. I, it's easy to say that, mm-hmm. but in reality, when it, someone actually does beat your time, and you're like, it stings oh. just a little bit. You know, it makes you want to go after it again. At least it did me. So you got uh, those two guys. How many yep. people were on your crew? It was just those two, but I okay. had about five or six volunteers lined up to show up at different times mm. throughout the week. So, back to the story. I got to day two, and that's when Hurricane Nicole made her presence known oh, on man. the trace. And we had close to two inches of rain dump on us starting at Red River Gorge. Um, through Whittleton, all through Natural Bridge, all around Big Bend to Standing Rock Church at mile 93, and all down the road walk, the Heidelberg March to the Heidelberg Luckily, that was a road walk, too. That, yeah. That, I would rather do road walking in rain mm-hmm. than anything else in rain because, man, there's no mud yeah. on the road walks. You right. got you some mud, didn't you? Oh, I yeah. bet you were well, slipping slide water. The, the trail wasn't destroyed like it was in my previous attempt from like where the horses beat it all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just standing water of three inches in the trail bed. And That's, you're trying to walk on side to side. That slows you down. You're going through briars, and eventually you just uh, you say, screw it, and you just walk, you just walk through the water. Yeah. So I started getting the shriveled up you know, the beginning stages of trench foot again. Even my hands were all pruned up on my hiking poles. Yeah. In the rain all day. Made it to mile 47, which is still a good day, but I wanted 60. I needed to be 60 to break that six-day period. Yeah. And uh, I just, I knew what was coming. I was thinking about that hike through the, the trenches, I call it. And just the muddy slop all the way to Turkey Foot. Yes. From Arville to Turkey yes. Foot. And I just did not have it in me to slog through those trails. No. Knowing it, what it, was coming. You got that one farm you walked behind, and I did it and didn't realize how deep it was, and it went up to my calf in mud. Yeah. It was just, That's I mean, terrible. I can't imagine what it would have been like after all that rain you were getting. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm not kidding when I say it. it was to my calf. Wow. It was so deep. And it was just, I, I was doing great. I had kept my feet dry all that day. For the first time, like, in 100 miles. <laughs> And I was so excited, and then I hit that one step, and my whole leg from my leg from my calf down was brown. Ugh, it just changes everything. Yeah, when you it get into that, just it just kills you. It just it, it took me out of the game mentally. And when you're going for something like this, trying to put that many miles in, things have to be almost perfect. Everything has to click. And if you're not in it, if your head's not in the game 100, percent it's probably not going to happen, and that's what happened to me. What would you weight the percentages, mental versus physical, for, let's Man. say somebody is capable mm-hmm. physically, 
capable, but maybe you have to push. And then mentally you're capable, but what are the percentages? Is it 60% mental? Is it 80% mental? Because I know once you want to quit, I mean, you're basically done. Yeah. And, and I was talking with Mike, Michael Stutzman, which was driving down the road, up to, heading to Heidelberg about three or four miles out, telling me, hey, we got camp set up. We got your food ready. Yeah. And I was telling him, hey, I I just don't, you know, he thought I was joking at first. I just don't know if I see myself continuing on tomorrow. Yeah. It was just taking the rain, knowing that it was just going to rain. Oh, and the, the other thing was there was a cold front coming in. It was going to come down in the mid-20s Yeah, with possible freezing snow, uh, hail and sleet. And it's like, a, I'm on, oh, and water crossings. How am I going to get across Horse Lick Creek? Yeah, it's going to flood up to my chest. Well, and, swim. and then you're going to have to take the, the high water routes, which yeah. add time. Which I wasn't rolling to do. Yeah. To do. So yeah. I decided to bail. I was like, my head's not in it anymore. I know what I got coming. It's time to live and fight another day. If the weather doesn't align with your dates, I mean, you're fighting the biggest uphill mm-hmm. battle. I feel like that's one of the biggest contributing factors of doing FKTs, like similar yeah. to what you're talking about. Maybe a little bit different if you're talking about something longer because it gives you, you're, you know, you're going to get some different weather. Yeah. But if you're talking a week, if it's going to rain that whole week, you're pretty much, it's not going It's almost happen. impossible to find a, a week that's going to be all clear. Right. I mean, Cal who broke my record, he did have the perfect week. But it was a little warm that week. There was a warm front coming through. He was hiking in 70, 75 degrees. That's a little warm for me. All sweat. the crunchy leaves were making him stumble over rocks and roots, but he had yeah. no rain. I think I would take the dry weather and the rocks and roots over rain. And I would almost think, I would almost think like <clears throat> late spring would be better than, or like maybe mid-spring would be better than fall because you don't have the leaves. It may be. Because I know like when we were down in South Carolina a few weeks ago, and we were tripping on rocks and roots because you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. At one point, I actually got video. We were at um, we were land between the lakes, and there was six to eight inches of leaves on the trail. Yeah, and we were just kind of shuffling through the leaves because we don't want to step down because we didn't know what was underneath it. So we were shuffling our feet. Yeah. So if we if we hit something, we shuffled into it instead of stepping on it and potentially twisting right. an ankle or something. That's exactly what I was dealing with. I'm, yeah, it was it was horribly deep leaves and yeah. noisy. Oh, yeah. When I was getting paced by Michael, <laughs> yeah. we were, like, yelling at each other. He's right beside me. I couldn't even hear him. It was yeah. so loud. We got some great comments okay. on here. Uh, Midwest Backpacker, Jason is, is as likely to relax as I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy oh. likes to go. Come on, Jeremy. <laughs> then uh, Gone Feral with Squidly says, uh, let me see if I can get this to come in here. Leonidas is a beast. A beast. And then, uh, yep. let's see, let's see, make sure you get the right ones in here. Gonna hold off on those two because they're funny. Um, FKTs are insane. So much props to all of you. And uh, I think I'm gonna hold off on some of these other ones because they they need to be on at the right time. And I think okay. they know who they are because they heard me say that. So, um, but we got some great comments come up He's here. Got in a second. start on there. Yeah. So, so a second. you got your crew members and everything. Uh, where you're at on your story on what where we're at today. Okay. So this. Next part of the story brings me to the what brought me here ultimately. Okay, because this has been a couple weeks, right? I yeah, saw this you on is three Facebook. and a half weeks ago, at least three. Yeah, because you could track your yeah. whenever you're doing the FKT mm-hmm. with your Garmin, right, on Facebook. Yeah, mm-hmm. so people could follow you on your group and mm-hmm. see where you're at. So this has been a few weeks. Yep, and I kind of did the same thing a couple years ago on the Susquehannock Trail. I, I failed on my first attempt because of six stomach. And three weeks later, I regrouped and I went back and I did it. Mm. So I kind of wanted to do, I kind of had the same feeling. My wife and I chatted about it a little bit and she's like, you know what? I'd really like to see you do this again. I I don't know if she put it that way, but you know, she's always been more for the self-supported, unsupported style. She thinks that lends more to my, my strengths. Because she's your wife and she would rather you be taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) You're taking care of yourself on those calls. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The supported style. I mean, she did like that there was two guys there with me. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah. But uh, we both know that I'm not some spectacular ultra runner. I'm more of a, just a fast packer. So, anyway, I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to come back and try to redo this one more time. So, and that's why I'm here now. So, I uh, decided to go self-supported. I was going to try to take it back from Ricky. Oh, you're really? throwing a curveball, man. I don't, I don't have any desire to Unannounced. do that trail. Unannounced. Yes, I kept this a secret, by the way. That's why you never saw anything on Facebook, on YouTube, anywhere, Instagram. I kept it a secret except for three guys. And they weren't even my friends. They're acquaintances from 
Kentucky and Tennessee that were going to bring me back to my truck. So I had to coordinate all this ahead of time. He's like, guys, I made a group chat with these guys. They were three people that were going to help me on the first one, volunteer yeah. at the aid stations, yeah, yeah. and even run with me a little bit. It's like, guys, you're the only three that know that I'm going to come down and do this, so keep it to yourselves. Two of them, I think all three of them actually have hiked the Sheltoe Trace already. So, so who were the shuttle guys that you used? Okay. Um, can you say? Yeah, I think I can say. Okay. okay. Jordan Byrnes or Byrnes. Jordan Byrnes. He lives in Slade near Jordan Red Burns? River. Burns? Yeah. 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 He lives yeah. in Red River Gorge. Yeah. He's hiked it. He's through hiked it. He was going to be the guy that brought me to the final third. The middle guy. No, no. Sorry. He was going to do the middle section. Yeah. To bring me back. So the, the top guy at the furthest north that was going to bring me back to the northern terminus was uh, Brandon Black. Okay. He was on the team A wall doing the Sheltoe oh, Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With Stephen Cottle. Yeah. And then the guy that lives down by rugby, Nathan Dale. I, I mean, I've never met him. Except yeah. from, a, you know, following, he's been following me for a while. So those three guys were going to, like, kind of tag team me back up to my truck. That's mm-hmm. Northern Terminus. But anyway, obviously it didn't work out. But, yeah, we're, we're getting to that. So <clears throat> I get down here yesterday. Okay, ahead of time, I, I've been planning this for a week. So, you know, I've been training – I trained for about a thousand miles for all this ahead of, you know, since spring. Yeah. And it was without a pack. So I was like, man, if I want to do this self-supported, I better start throwing a pack on here yeah. and get my shoulders ready for this. Back. And, yeah. You know, it works. It kind of hurts my hamstrings a little different way and your ankles when you have a, a, even a 20 pound pack on. So I did four training hikes with a, with a 15 pound backpack. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and I thought I could, you know, I was like, I think I can do this. So I, uh, I laid out all my food just like you would on a long backpacking trip uh-huh. and I didn't even add up my calories. It's just, I've done this enough. I just know I'm not going to eat that, but I'll eat that. Yeah. And I just made seven piles or six piles. I put them all in six Ziploc bags. And then I put those inside a garbage bag with a pair of shoes. Cause I have seven pairs of shoes right now to, when, when I, for when I did my s- supported attempt Yeah, and a clean shirt and a clean socks in every bag. It's like, I want to do this right. It's yeah. basically going like supported, but you're doing it all yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like cheating in a way, but it's not. Yeah. It's all legal. Yeah. So I came down here and I'm not going to go into all the details about where I pay, placed all these bags. Cause unless you've hiked the Sheltoe Trace and or live in this area, it, it's not going to mean anything to you. Yeah. But I, I put a bag out basically every 50 miles and the final bag, first bag was at Cave Run Lake. Uh-huh. Final bag was at Blue Heron, which is where I was today. Yeah. In hindsight, yeah, I should have started at the south after dropping my final bag off and go north, but all my plans were for going southbound. So I dropped them all off and then had to turn around and drive all the way back up. So, so I was there, on the road for 11 hours yesterday. And then you started hiking. Uh, and then I slept at Clark Farm, Clark Park yep, Shelter, yep. At mile nine. So had not a, even a real night's sleep. Had a horrible night's sleep on a picnic table. But oh, I had my pad. Yeah. You know, I put my tent down so it wouldn't puncture my pad. Yeah. Slept on my pad with my quilt. It was warm. But I slept terrible. I kept waking up and having dreams about my wife telling me everything I messed up or did wrong or something. Oh, just, my goodness. It was it's in your almost head. like God was talking to me in my dreams. It, this, this isn't your time. You're not going to do this. Yeah. But I woke up and instantly knew I'm not feeling it. I'm not mentally there. I'm not in the game. My head's not in the game. I can't do this. I want to get to day three or four at best, and I'm going to bail. I just know it. And just like I said earlier, if your head's not in the game 100%, you're done. You're going to fail. Yeah. I just didn't feel confident for some reason. I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm tired of FKTs. I don't know. That could be part of it. Well, I mean, you and I were talking beforehand about what happened with with me and my buddy Sean down in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. When all that stuff happens to you in one day, Mm. your head's gone. Like, you might as well forget about it. You're done. You're not going to want to do this anymore. devastating. Yeah, it yep. just at certain times things happen. There's just no recovery from that. It's hard. Yep. I woke up at six thirty, drove to Cave Run Lake, and started the process of picking everything up that I just hung in a tree the day prior. I did film all this, by the way. Oh, that's so I'm awesome. Make a, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Is I didn't attempt it, but here, it's it's going to show every the process of how yeah, I hung just, six bags. You can to just do this make attempt, it a how, how to set and up. how I ended up here. Just make it a how to <laughs> video on how to set up for a. <laughs> A failed an, attempt. An, F, an FKT. You don't have to tell them it's a failed attempt. I mean, they don't even know if they watch the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the Blue Heron Bridge, picked up the final bag like five hours later. It's like lunchtime or something or 
Yeah, and it was right after lunch. And I was like, well, I'm here. We'll see what kind of hiking trails there are. There was a 6.3-mile loop called the Blue Heron Loop. Uh-huh. It goes up. Have you been up on any of that? Uh, we cr- drove up there. Okay, there's cracks in the rocks and devil's jump or something like that. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful Some trail. great really. overlooks, too. Did you check out the overlooks yeah. up there? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I filmed them. It was nice. Yeah. So I did that six. I ran it. I ran the six. It ended up being about seven miles. How long did that take you to run that? 15 minutes. Yeah, it was a little over minutes. an hour, probably. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A little over an hour. <laughs> Is that true? An hour and a half. I don't know. It was just a 10K. So Just a 10K. It means nothing. But it wasn't <laughs> hills, a road. On yeah. hills and trails yeah. with rocks and roots. I didn't and trip and fall once. Can you believe that? It was a miracle. I believe How, that. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask this question. Of, on your FKTs, how many times did you trip and fall doing those things? <laughs> what about the slip and slide one? What about the rainy weather with the hurricane? How many yeah, times? Yeah, you, you know, I don't know if I. I only remember falling once or twice. Oh, really? The for some reason back on the Susquehanna Trail, I, I ended up losing like four toenails. I was kicking every rock and root there was. Yeah. For some reason, I must have learned my lesson. I don't know. Maybe I'm lifting my feet higher. Yeah. I uh, I didn't fall more than once. Mm, that's impressive. Surprising. I I watch trail runners. I don't know how they don't bite it more often. Yeah. Especially like when you're hiking up. You know, your height. You're walking and your feet are slipping. As you're going, you're seeing these guys run, and I'm thinking, shouldn't they fall at some point? Like, shouldn't they be slipping somewhere? <laughs> I use my trekking poles. Even when uh, I'm true. going supported, yeah. you know, some guys will fold them up and put them in their pack or just not take them on certain sections. I always have my trekking poles with me. I just feel like that third point of contact yeah. helps yeah. me prevent rolling my ankle yeah. worse. If I do roll it, it's like I put my pole down and catch myself real quick. Yeah. It's weird, but in the woods, don't you feel like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, but like the ankle flexibility is so important. You know, like, I don't know if it's just where I work on concrete all day or what, but I can work all day and my feet are hurting at the end of the day and I'll develop plantar fasciitis. Mm. But in the woods, walking out there, I guess it's a different terrain. Maybe the ground's softer, but the ankle flexibility too. It's like you're out there and if you're, you know, jogging, doing a little Mm. trail running, like you can almost kind of roll your ankle, but you're kind of, I don't know. I know what you mean. Like you're dancing through it, Mm -hmm. if you will. And having the trekking pole there, dude, I can't tell. I cannot count how many times it has kept me from like full on ankle sprain. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah. always keep mine too. Well, I was gonna say I, I've, I'm dealing with plantar fasciitis right now. Ooh, uh-huh. I did not get it from hiking. I got yeah. it from doing a video session because I do freelance video on the side, uh-huh. and it, I was on concrete all day in a pair of Hey Dudes, and I don't know what Hey Dudes. They're are. just like basic little cheap shoes you know yeah and honestly at the end of the day my feet hurt so bad and they have not felt good since it's been a couple weeks wow and so like i've never i've never gotten it from hiking Mm -hmm. but i got it from being on cement all day in shoes that i probably should have worn something better if i was going to be on cement all day it's rough being on hard surfaces it is it is that heidelberg march they call it whatever 18 miles of road (laughs) i hate my ankles and feet felt beat up so so i I yo-yoed that trail when i did it Oh, so really? I did sections back and forth, and uh, I might have. That was the one section I kind of cheated on. Hmm. So I hiked up to Heidelberg, coming from the south. Okay. And my family picked me up that day because I'd done three or four days at that point. Did that? My parent, my family picked me up, and then they dropped me off at the north end of the march. <laughs> so I walked downhill to Heidelberg. <laughs> well, that's right, because you went Nobo. Yeah, I went Nobo, yeah, I, and so I, I yo-yoed anyways because yeah. we did some of the northern stuff first, and then came down and went south to north because. Okay. We felt like Miguel's was a better ending point than either one of, of the trailheads because they're the most boring trailheads in the history of trailheads. <laughs> so we were like, me and my buddy Brian were both like, why don't we just go north to Miguel's and then go south to Miguel's? Get it twice. And we celebrate with pizza. There you go. And I was like, yeah. let's do it. That's, that's what we did. Nice. But I did cheat a little bit because I took, I took the Huddleberg. March. You still did every mile. Oh, all, I did every mile. Oh, I did every mile, but I totally. <laughs> you did it strategically. I strategically <laughs> cheated on one part. Like it's not really cheating, but you know what I mean. It's uh, like it's like I knew how like that was all uphill walking, and I was like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. No. And so, oh, one more thing I got to add to this story. Yes. When I was hanging those bags, when I went self-supported uh-huh. before Ricky beat me back in 2019, I only had one resupply bag. I put it Wildcat Monument. Wildcat Battlefield, whatever it's called. Yeah. At about the halfway point. Yeah. Before the 49er diner. So there was four and a half days of food in each. And when I started and then I was empty and then I picked up that four and a half days of food. It's a lot to carry. So this time I didn't want to carry that food, but mm-hmm. there's another issue that could have happened. 
if one raccoon or one human saw my bag and got into it, it could have ended everything right then. Yeah. So I had to be really careful and strategic how I hung my bag. And at least two of them were not the best hang. I mean, they were always up high enough to be away from bear, but uh, um, a flexible coon or squirrel could have reached down off the branch because I had it pulled up pretty close to the branch. It would almost be worth having like four ursacs. Yeah. You know, to have along the way or something it like that. Been nice. Yeah. yeah. But my one bag of blue heron, I actually hung it under the blue heron bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Up on the um, trusses, the, the steel trusses, oh right, right where it goes onto the Kentucky Trail. Yeah, I know exactly. I crawled down underneath it and stood on a concrete embankment, whatever it's called. And yeah. Reached up there and That's ridiculous. hung it just out of reach for us. See, here's your problem, though, is, is, is that area, you run a higher risk of guys getting the munchies from mm. certain things they're inhaling, being out there, seeing some dude's food bag, yeah. and going... Well, that looks like food. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, it would have been during the oh, during the weekdays. Oh, yeah, I probably yeah. been all right. Yeah. But I did think I don't know if this guy's watching or not. But maybe he will listen to this eventually. Nick Harrington, Smokey Bee's Natural. Yeah, I yeah. instantly thought about him and how his bag got stolen at Holly Bay. What? Yeah, I didn't know his, his bag folks got had stolen. to bring him new food so him and Samuel could finish their through hike. Now I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't watched. Of course, I haven't watched their Shell Toy Trace hike, so I didn't know about yeah. that. But that's crazy. You know, I, 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 he just told me about it when we were hiking together one time. Well, Nick that's and Sam, crazy. both great guys, by the yeah. way. Yeah, we just done that uh, yeah. part of that Pine Mountain scenic trail. I was talking to you while we were eating dinner and stuff, and um, the guy that was shuttling us, I think he was the one I was talking to, and he was telling me about uh, one of their videos. Nationwide, baby. Well, yeah. I guess that's still in Kentucky. <laughs> Regionally famous, baby. That's what right. I was telling you during dinner that I was glad to hear that you and backpacking with Jason. Yes. Sir, what is it? Back- Mr. Backpacking Mr. with Jason, backpacking sir. Got to put some respect on it. I called these guys out. <laughs> yeah. When me and Nick and Samuel were out there, it was I called it the hardest hiking trail in Kentucky. And it, that could be debatable, but it is darn close. But when we did it, there was blowdowns. I mean, oh, I watched, I watched the hundreds. video when you did it. And I was like, I'm calling out these Kentucky boys now. And I named off you three. <laughs> so I'm glad, glad to know at least two of you have finally done it. Well, I, we just I'll get there, I promise. Section. I'll get there, I promise. We've done a little section. I, I was going to tell you guys, and we're going to make it a standalone episode to talk about this uh, scenic trail later if you want. But, dude, we were out there, and it was – they had a storm advisory, Right. And, and Jason still went, dude. It wasn't at the time. Oh, okay, I was gonna say got, usually he won't go if there's a if there's any no, kind of storm advisory. No, and we already had this plan, right? It's the weekend after Thanksgiving, and we want to check out this beautiful trail. We got the shuttle driver and everything already set up, and there's multiple of us going. And then, dude, the first morning it's all sopped in, and then the second night, I guarantee you where we were at, it had to be 30, 40 mile per hour winds. My tarp was pinned up against my hammock, and all night it was just, I bet we didn't sleep from like 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. Wow. Because the whole time, I mean, Jason, he got up, and uh, I got up, and we didn't really talk to each other or anything, but he was just laying in his hammock just like watching TikToks. Yeah. I was laying in my hammock. I, I put on a movie, put on some music, listened to a podcast. And all you're thinking is, God, I hope that one of these trees don't fall on me. And oh, man, I get know. get up the next day, and there's trail, like there's trees across the trail that weren't there the day before. And, you know, oh you my. looked you looked to make sure there's no widow makers before you set up because you we checked the weather ahead of time, and it but was like. But you never know when root systems are, are weak or that no, kind of thing. So. You just never know. Because remember Rue, Rue McKenrick. Had who, one fall on him. Yeah, we had him on the podcast, and he yeah, told our, us about it. I didn't hear that story, though. It fell on him or the fell on tree, his gear? Knocked tree. him out cold. Really? Hit him in the head yeah. in his hammock. He yeah. woke up like 16 oh hours later, gosh. had to cut his way out. He's wrapped in the hammock. What? And that's all I could think about. It was 3 a.m. I got some video of it. I'm going to do a trip video of it. It's 3 a.m. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. You're doing a trip video? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I did a trip video for that one. It was a lot of fun, but that was very scary, dude. That wind, I don't. I don't want to mess That's with no them. fun for anybody. You got some comments? Yeah, I got for some us? comments coming yeah. in. I got all some right. comments coming in. Hit so, us with uh, some comments. We got Chris, that hiking guy. Yeah, Jason, much props. Uh, J-Flow, uh, Jerry Flowers says, do any of you have plans to hike Pennsylvania's hardest trail? The Black Forest Trail is 43 oh, yes. miles in length, but is constantly going up and down the whole it? time. You said that quick. 
I, it's been on my short list for two years. It's happening in 2023. Oh, oh, hey. who wants to go hike the Black Forest Trail with preview, me in 2023? Preview. You heard it first, right here. Backpacking and I'm going to FKT it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy that one. I've never heard of that trail. Will you tell it's us a little a bit about it? It's a 44-mile loop on some of the most rugged, rocky, steepest ascents. It's in, in Roxylvania. Yeah, it's in Roxylvania. Uh, so. connect, it connects to the Susquehannock and the Quijana and the West Rim. They're all connected. You can oh, hike wow. all of them. There's a 100-mile ultra called the Eastern States 100. I'll say it sounds uh, like it I hits like, three of those. That'd be the Pennsylvania Triple Crown right there. Yeah. So, okay, here's here's another one. Uh, Mary Van, uh, you know the mental aspect is real. Agree totally. Mm-hmm. If your head ain't in it, you won't make it, mm-hmm. which is no doubt. Uh, waterfalls in the woods, same here, JK, was was from painting ladders. So that uh, that's how they got the that's how they got uh, issues with their feet. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> this mm-hmm. one's you're gonna like this one, Jason. Uh, when I didn't think Jason could get any cooler, he says, I don't know what hey dudes are. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I can't That's, believe it. Jason's camp shoes are hey dudes. Are they? They're, they're like a $50, $60. They're very comfortable. Okay, so they're on. lounging shoes? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're lounging shoes. Is that shoes. all they make is it's, lounging shoes? It's like shoes? a casual boat shoes, what I Pretty think much, of when yeah. I look at it. Okay. That's a really know. they're really comfortable. Learn something new every day. They're light too. Just don't stay on them all day on cement. They're really popular, but they don't really have any uh, good support. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of shoes, just a quick shout out to my new yeah. favorite shoe. Oh, this is the Topo Ultra Venture Three. I love my Topo Ultra Ventures. Man. Twos were nice, and I have several pairs of them. But the threes, they got the toe box right. Oh, did and they? Is it bigger now it's, than it's, it was? Yes, because it was big before. It's way bigger. Wow, yeah, it's more rounded and. Bulgy? I don't know what the right word is. Now, are they got a different shape than Altra's, but man, these threes are comfy. Are they, are they going to make the pros with the rock with the uh, rock plate? I don't know. That's a good question. I would be nice if they did. Because yeah. I, I, I got the Ultra Venture Pros. Okay. I love those things. Yeah, they're nice shoes. Yeah. <laughs> what? They, they increased the stack height. So oh. it now matches the Olympus 4, I think. It so might be just very a millimeter on the feet. Off. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. You don't know about Topos? I've never tried on a pair of Topos. Do they come in size 15 wide? I don't know. Mine are good old size 11s. Yeah, mine would be a size 11 and a half. I'm like how many inches shorter than you, and my feet are bigger than yours. Did I tell you my feet grew from a size 10 and a half to an 11 and a half while I was hiking the Sheltoe? Yeah, I think I have heard that. And That's, never shrank that back down. People. Never shrank back down. Wow. Dude, I was wearing my shoes. Like, I buy some tennis shoes to wear to work, to walk yeah. on that concrete. And I put them on the other day, and I am not kidding – I, I don't know if the shoe shrunk or what, but my left foot, I'm telling you, it felt like you were taking my pinky toe and squeezing it over. I always had to get the wide version of the shoes. Mm. And then out of nowhere, I had to take the shoelaces down and widen them up, widen them up. And I'm, I've been wearing these for three months, never had a single issue, got the wide version. And then one morning I wake up and whoosh, it's like it's squeezing my it's foot. from doing the Pine Mountain Trail. This yep. is before the Pine Mountain Trail. <laughs> Maybe it could be. I don't know. But it's still squeezing my foot. So maybe my feet are still growing. I hope not. We have, a, cor- we have a correction on one of our comments. Okay. He says, climbing ladders while painting, guys. Uh, oh, he yeah, wasn't. That makes pa- sense. Well, he, he said was- he was painting ladders. I'm like, I mean, somebody <laughs> has to paint ladders, right? I kind of figured right? that's what he meant. Yeah, somebody has to paint ladders. <laughs> I thought he was literally painting ladders. Uh, that's what it looked like to me. I'm just <laughs> Decorative saying. Decorative ladders. I might do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Here's somebody. Topos are awesome. Toe box yeah. room makes the difference. Oh, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I did Altras when I first started. Mm. They destroyed my feet. Is it the zero drop? Me too. I thought they were all the the one and only shoe. Like they, seven pairs, but it says it's something about that zero drop. Even though we're born with zero drop, yeah, and uh-huh. I'm not against zero drops or those barefoot shoes, all those different barefoot yeah. shoe companies out there. They destroy my feet. There's something about the the little the the five millimeter drop of yep. these topos that just does wonders for my feet and ankles. Oh, it feels Everything. great. Calves. If you are prone to having knee and feet and ankle problems while hiking, you got to get something with just a little bit of uh, rise. What's it called? Yeah, you know, stack height. Yeah. Stack height. Yeah. Or maybe not stack height. Yeah. Um, I can't. I just Is it blind. that your heel your is heel's higher, higher than the toe? So on these. So it's dropping as it goes toward your toes. would be the same height from here to here. This is, let's say this is 28 and this is 33. Yeah. It's a five millimeter right. Rise. I can't think of what I'm trying to say, but you it's know a rise. I mean. Yeah, it's a rise. It's five millimeter. And the thing is, like, also, if you're not used to that zero, your calves are going to be burning at the end of the day because you're stretching them out more every time you take Never a step. Never happened to me though. Well, not everybody is Jason Wish, <laughs> the ultra, the ultra hiker. So, my wife Bridget 
She had to drop out on the Foothills Trail. Yeah, I remember. Because of the zero drop shoes and the mileage was too much. But, yeah, she went from not wearing them at all to wearing them on that trip, doing 14, wow. 15 miles a day. And by the fourth day, I mean, her hip flexors were shredded. Oh, her calves, her quads, everything was just trashed. Well, here's another comment we can all comment on here. All right. Uh, and... Ultra still haven't fixed the flap on the front that messes up. What's that all about? I thought they did. I stitched it on the sixes. Oh, they stitched five. it in? What, whatever my new ones are, it's stitched. Is it? It's the fives, I think. The Do they have a six? I the lone peaks. Lone the lone peaks. peaks, the little toe cap would always... Well, I bought the lone peak fours like three years ago. So Yeah, that, they come pearl nose. And Even Leonidas, the four and a half. Leonidas to the rescue. Okay. Five millimeter drop. Drop, that was the word I was It's drop, not rise. Drop. Thanks, Leonidas. Appreciate that, buddy. He's the man. I guess if you had a five millimeter rise, <laughs> your calves would really be getting worked out every time you took a step. <laughs> Could you imagine? Me and Leonidas Reverse have something you. up our sleeves here soon. I can't. Uh -oh. Ooh. We're joining forces on a little hike in February, possibly. I like uh, hearing that. We might need to talk about this off air. It might, it might be a little bit of a fast pack. Is it possible that we can get Leonidas to show up at in Kentucky and bring you back, and the four of us sit down and talk about this little adventure you guys might oh, be doing. Man. I don't know. It might not be happening in Kentucky. That's the problem. That's it's a, like a nine-hour drive. I'm, for saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying after mm -hmm. it's all, all oh, over okay. and done with. It's okay. We'll yeah. fly them in. Don't worry. There we go. Yeah, we got big yeah. money in the Big Packing oh, Big yeah. money. We, yeah. I just call us the Big Packing. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we pack big lighters, man. Right, big lighters. There you go. Hit us with some good comments here. Yeah. Well, right now we're here, and Leonidas says the Lone Peak 6 is stitched. Uh, Mary Band gave up after the fours. And, uh, I Chris, did too. Yeah, Chris Acone says uh, the five and six are stitched. And then Anthony Privet says that the Lone Peak five is stitched. So there well, we go. I got the fours, okay. and my first day on trail, on the Vermont Long Trail, the the tongue, I mean like eight miles in, not the tongue, but the little, little piece <coughs> out front, yeah. the protector, that started peeling off. And then they literally would rip down the side like wow. – you First hundred miles. Things. I think the long Gone. trail will destroy a lot of shoes. Yeah, it's rugged. Here's the thing I'm going to say, too, about the, the Altras. Every time they redo a shoe, they completely redo the shoe. They don't, like, augment it mm. and, like, improve things. They just make a different shoe altogether and then give it the same name. Like, the one thing I've noticed about the Topa Ultra Ventures is they don't completely just redesign the whole mm. shoe. They just kind of augment and kind of improve areas where they think it needs to be improved. I don't know why. Why does Ultra do that? I don't know. I think everybody does that, and I don't know why. I assume that it's marketing. It's got to be, right? Speaking of marketing, Topo has two water bottles in every pair of their shoes. Recycled water bottles. Really? Yeah. So I'm walking around on four or two water bottles right now. Right now, you are eco-responsible. That's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> good vocabulary there, John. You like that? Yeah, I like that. I, I don't think it's a real word, but I'm going to use it. It's I think it's, it's coined here on the uh, backpacking podcast yeah. or the big packing podcast, depending on when you listen <laughs> to is, us. Oh, speaking of the podcast stuff, we never did uh, show it on here or anything, but you got that message about the logo and yes. the pooping. Yes, I thought. Did you thought think that was hilarious? Oh, okay, so Jason, here's what happens. I get a, we get this message. And, and somebody goes, hey, I wanted to redo your, your logo. <laughs> and so it shows the, the Backpacking Podcast. Tell them our regular logo. Well, our regular Backpacking logos, Podcast logo. Yeah, this is yeah. two of us with the beards. And yeah. It says Backpacking oh, yeah, Podcast. Yeah. Well, what, what, what did it say on the new one that we were given? <laughs> it, it still has the same silhouette of our beards and glasses and stuff. And it's just saying the, the Backpacking Podcast. <laughs> it says the Backpacking Poopcast. <laughs> <laughs> It always leads to that anyway. Right? It always yeah, does. It always it does. does. Okay, here's... Oh, goodness. I'm not going to read that one. That's depressing. Um, Let's go up here and, and let's get to... Uh, John had some funny ones earlier. Let me pull these up because we have two great comments here. Um, Video producer John. Uh, Jeff Peters. This was literally like a while back. Um, I wonder how many and how fast these FKT, FKT poops are. Or do they hold it? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. We have or, to go there. Or does he Come poop on. his pants? Or does he poop his pants? I've never pooped my pants. Okay, ever in your entire life? Not on trail. I think oh, I'm okay. pretty fortunate that way. Okay, I practically didn't Kilimanjaro, but that's a story for another episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so no pooping your I, I, I pants. Can, no, but I, I can say that I, I have 
not dug a cat hole before. I'll admit to that. I mean, I grew up the first 40 years of my life on the farm. If uh-huh. I had to poop in the woods, you'd let it lay right there. I could do whatever I want. It's my woods, my land. I never heard of digging a cat hole. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a slow process of doing it right over the last six years. Yeah. And 99% of the time I do, but there has been an FKT poop where it was not buried I don't judge oh, you. I'm, I'm totally judging you. I now. don't judge. I just don't even know if I respect you anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I this, feel terrible. This is something. Listen, I've talked to too many Appalachian trail hikers and PCT hikers have told me the exact same thing. Yeah, the confessions of the, the trail. The confessions <laughs> of the trail. It, it happens yeah. more often than people want to admit. This is something that it seems like all Jasons that we know are very passionate about. Yeah, this, this question's important. And, uh, this, this question's important. Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, has the same viewpoint as you. Okay. And I grew up the same way. You know, like you grow up on a farm, and you're all your cows poop on the ground. All of them. Every animal. All Raccoons, of them. Raccoons, deer. And then you turn 30, and you're in the woods, and you start having to dig a hole. I'm not 30, saying. 30 is the magic number? No, I'm just saying I'm 30 oh, years okay. old. Okay. I'm 30 years old. But whenever I was, before I started backpacking. So until this year, he didn't do that. <laughs> <That's what he's laughs> like, no. Yeah, because I'd play the don't poop in the woods game. You know still, about the oh, don't okay. play. My buddy the I colonel plays play that. that game. I still yeah, play that. I think game. you and my buddy the colonel were going to have a poop off, a non poop off, <laughs> non poop off. That <laughs> sounds a, accurate. Non poop off. I we like would that. Do, we would do that. <clears throat> yeah, but for real, I mean, whenever you were a kid, you didn't think anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you start backpacking, you start getting into more densely populated. A lot of humans walking through yeah. there, and you're like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But that mountain, the the Pine Mountain Scenic Trail, dude, they had a privy on there. Did you hit this privy that has a double, it's like a double-decker door? So you could, like, open up the door at the top. Is it one of the shelters? Yep. You could open up the door at the top, and you had a view in front of oh, you. Oh, that's awesome. Or you could close the whole thing up, or you could leave the whole door open. It had mm-hmm. multiple hinges. There was tissue paper already in there. There was hand sanitizer already in there. And at the shelter, the guy that sheltered us had left a gallon of water there, wow. unfiltered. All I'm going to say is... Nobody should ever talk about Eastern Kentucky people being uncivilized after hearing that. Yeah. And hospitable. So hospitable. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Now, one, one of them has a composting toilet if you want to went a little further. With sawdust in a yeah, you throw, next to it. Yeah, you throw sawdust in oh, there. Oh, is that what, the one you're talking about? Yeah. Well, there were a couple different privies, but okay. that was, I lost the don't poop in the woods game, but I think I might have won because I hit the privy. That's true. Now, I will tell you this. I don't think the privy Pictured rocks. It. To this day has what at first is the most intimidating privies because oh, it's yeah. literally a toilet yeah. sitting in a field and yeah. there's nothing around you. Like, But every single one of them, you go to a campsite, you go up a hill, mm-hmm. over the crest of the hill goes down just a little bit, and you just get to sit there and you get to look at nature while you're, mm-hmm. you're doing the two. I mean, it's just like I did it every day. On those privies. And at first I was like, ah, I don't like this. What if somebody walks up the hill? But there was one for each campsite. So nobody's going to walk up there except somebody that's in your campsite. Uh-huh. And so and you you pretty much let everybody know, I'm going, there were 12 of us. Yeah. They're so, going now. So it was one of those things of you let everybody know you're up there, you know, so that nobody accidentally walked. They don't want to see that and you don't want them to see that. So He's sitting on the throne. That's right. And man, when you get to sit there and just look in nature, and just enjoy. That's what it is. It's just enjoying it. Okay, we got another question for you. All okay, right, go ahead. Got another question for you. I'm assuming he doesn't use wag bags on the FKTs. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used a wag bag, to be honest with you. I would, though, if I was hiking out in Utah or wherever they're required, where there's a lot of rock. Yeah. Desert, Jeff, whatever. Jeff Peters is calling it the adult diaper route. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I have heard of somebody who practiced peeing while they're on the run. To save time. What? I couldn't do it. That's a pretty amazing ability. Yeah, and how much? whip it out and pee while you are running. Maybe you slow your run down, but I can't do it while I'm moving. I have to be stationary. Well, I've never tried it, so I can't say I can't, <laughs> I can't. but I don't think I'm going to. No. That's kind I of intimidating, actually, I think. I think I'd rather just stop and take a 30-second break. Yeah. Time yeah. to time. It's kind of a negligible advantage. Leonidas says he's heard that as well. <laughs> <laughs> He probably practices that. He's probably the one who does it. (laughs) (laughs) That's where he heard it from. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, okay, great. Okay, this is funny. So I was talking to you guys earlier about um, how I went to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I spent the night there. Well, a buddy of mine went with me. Um, He had actually coached the left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. 
Yeah. Like he was one of his high school coaches. And uh, so he wanted to see him play, but he's a big Tampa Bay fan. So he would really want to make sure he was up there when Tampa Bay lost. And so he came with me and we rode up there and got a hotel and everything. That dude, his snoring is of epic proportions. We talked, I played some audio yeah. for you guys so you guys could hear it. We heard it. Well, he's in here right now. <laughs> and he comments with, you sound well rested, John. He's not well rested. He's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> there is no well-restedness right now, big man. <laughs> He's running on caffeine and adrenaline right I now. I am running on Jason Wishes here. I'm just building off of his his uh, his amazingness. I have right someone now. that could. I have an, a snoring audio clip that could rival his, though. Really? And it's it was because of this that I vowed to never stay in a motel room again with another male that snores. Yeah. yeah. Oh, somebody just brought up something here. Oh. Okay, so first off, uh, Laurenitis says some guys just urinate in their shorts. Leonidas. <laughs> Laurenitis. <laughs> Didn't he play for the Buckeyes? <laughs> yeah, James Laurenitis. He was also a pro wrestler. Um, but uh, he, he said, or just urinating in their shorts. Um, but then, uh, but then she's a Hoosier. Remembers the story that, that Jeff Garmeyer told us, and she said, that didn't work out well for Jeff Garmeyer, as I recall. Was he trying to pee and run? Remember, he was getting towards the end of the trail, and there were these old ladies coming? Oh, yeah. And he ended up peeing all over himself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I heard professional football players do that. You're standing on the sideline. You're just sopping in sweat. Huh. You're a big old guy. You can't go to the locker room. I remember high school football. Man. That was one of the cardinal sins. If you had to leave practice so you could go to the bathroom. Man, I never thought about coaches that. Coaches didn't like that. No, they did not you like gotta that. you got to take off. You're trying to sit in the stall with football shoulder pads on, yeah. right? You leave your helmet out there, but you still have a girdle, and you got your pants, and they got a belt, and they got strings that you had to tie to lace them up, and you got pads in those pants. Mm -hmm. Trying to pull those down and use and the shoulder pads, and you're in this little stall. There's no porta johns on the field. And the nope. worst is if you're holding it, and then you got to run gassers. Oh, bro. Let's just forget about that right now. Yeah. Okay, so Midwest backpackers covering your poop with a cow pie, an acceptable <laughs> alternative to digging a cat hole. A lot of free-range cattle in yeah. Colorado. Yeah, exactly. I have used a massive slab of moss in the Adirondacks. You okay, you I got, got off do. trail. Well, good distance. The Adirondacks are almost all like rock and granite, yeah. so it's kind of hard to dig. There's a lot of mossy, thing, yeah, like the kind of moss you see people pick up to put on to build shelters, like on the show alone. You know, it's yeah. big yeah. slabs of moss, like two foot, and I just rolled it back and then rolled it, rolled it right back into place. That's awesome. It's a smart man. That's awesome. Might not have been the official six inches or whatever it's supposed to be, but it was several. Oh, yeah, it's well, hard. It's hard in rock, man. Mm -hmm. well, start well, digging, Jason. Why don't you tell people where they can find you online? Because I think, I think there's going to be a lot of people wanting to watch some of these videos of the stuff you've been talking about. So okay. why don't you kind of fill us all in on how they can well, find you? Well, my YouTube channel is just my name, Jason Wish Dash Wishwell Farms, which is what the shirt says right here. It's Wishwell Farms. It's a, it's what I do for a living. I'm a produce farmer, a vegetable farmer. So sometimes I'll throw up a. You throw farming up videos. You throw up videos? And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> vomit them right out. I'll, I'll put up some farming videos from time to time. I'm also in the kayak camping and obviously backpacking. And I'll throw in a, uh, F, or not a, a ultra race from time to time, too, because I'm kind of been getting into that a little bit more recently. My Facebook page is just uh, Jason Wish. And I also have a Wishwell Farms Facebook page, the business profile, I guess you'd call it. And then uh, Instagram is uh, at. Uh, I'm still trying to figure this Instagram thing out. I, Instagram. <laughs> I, mean, well, I, I went on there today out. to look at your pictures. There were four. Because you're going to. Okay, here's what's really weird. The picture of my face profile is called Wishwell Farms. At, is it at? I can't remember. What, how are you? Yeah. At on okay. Instagram. Yeah. At Wishwell Farms. But you go to the Wishwell Farms logo and it's called at Jason Wish underscore Wishwell Farms. So I need to switch them around or delete one of them. But the Wishwell Farms one has all my farming stuff on it yeah and some and some backpacking and kayaking so well, don't delete that one no nope. no nope, for sure so i think that's am i missing something I, so you got youtube, YouTube, YouTube facebook, facebook instagram. instagram jason wish yep. wish well farms yep and then um and where can people go to learn more about these fkts like is there is there a yes, website people can go to, to learn more about this if you just google or whatever your uh, search engine is fkt it'll pull it up and it's fkt.com i think it was recently purchased by outside is there a company called Outside? Yeah, Outside, yeah, outside Magazine. I'm hmm. sure someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's something like it's one of the a bigger company bought it up. Yeah. There may be some changes coming 
to the FKT and the FKTs in the future, but I don't really follow all that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty simple to find. You can search a route or you can search a athlete and you can get to see where all the FKTs are and what the times are. And maybe you can beat one yourself. Is there the, it is. Is the governing body just basically whoever owns that site? And it's kind of an honor system, yeah, exactly. kind of. Yeah, but you like, still have the data points, right, from where you mm-hmm. use your Garmin or yeah, whatever. I usually try to use – I used to always use three forms of tracking. Um, I would use Gaia, my Coros Apex, which would just link to Strava, yeah. and then my, my Garmin InReach Mini. Okay. So there is some integrity there. Yeah. It's not like people can just submit whatever they want right. and – Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, man, we're so glad you were on. Like, what a great fun. accident, man. So fun. What a great accident. That's, yeah. That's just awesome that you just it happened was meant to, to be in town. It was meant to be, I guess. Yeah. Well, Jeremiah, this is usually when we talk about people after they go into the green room. So is there anything you want to say about Jason? Um, <laughs> well, I'm excited to just hang out for a little while longer. Are you going to spend the night? I think I will. I we'll get this I wanna, man in the I shower. I wouldn't be home till 1, 1.30 in the yeah. morning. So We'll yeah, get this man in the shower. Sure. We'll get him cleaned up, let well, him brush his teeth. I'm going home. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go home because I got to work in the morning, yeah. and so uh, won't you take us out of the show, John? You know, Jeremiah, I think I'll do that. All right, I think I'll do that. So, thank you guys for tuning into the Backpacking Podcast. As always, for myself and Jeremiah, we'll catch you on the next one. Adios.